everybody. It's your boy Vince Taki coming at you from the Nashville, the North, Brooklyn, New York. This is Two Tone Nation. Sorry I'm a little late with this week's episode. I was chilling with my boy Jack Manis uh, most of the time this week, heading up here from Tampa, Florida. Shout out to Jack. Have a safe travel back. Thanks for being a, a dedicated and avid listener of Two Tone Nation. Guys, let's get to the Good stuff, but really not so good stuff because now we're 8-6, and six, losing to Houston, 24-21. Heartbreaking, pain-in-the-butt division loss, week 15. It's a little too late in the game for us to be playing such a ugly game of football, in my opinion. I'm going to cut to the chase. We all know what happened. We all know what went down. Uh, we simply got outplayed. We got beaten by... By a football team that had played like they had quote unquote been there before, uh, we got out physical. We got blown off the ball. Um, they out hustled us. They gave more effort than us. Obviously, there with some of the injuries that we we have, especially in the secondary, um, they're the mo- they're the more talented team. You could maybe even argue that when both teams are at full strength, they're the more talented team. But if there's one thing that makes up for a difference in talent, it's physical play. It's effort, it's hustle, it's mental strength, and that's kind of been our formula for for winning football games for the past few years now. You know, that's the quote-unquote Titans DNA, Titans culture, um, that physical brand of football, that black and blue style of play. And and what bothers me more than anything is is just the fact that that they beat us out of our own game. You know, obviously, like, DeAndre Hopkins got his late. Uh, Kenny Stills had two touchdowns. Will Fuller was was um, was contributing. Deshaun Watson was making plays, as Deshaun Watson does. But for me, the guy that killed us more than anything, and props to him for playing a good game, he's a good football player, was Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde was just grinding, grinding. Out four yards here, five yards here, six yard runs, grinding them out. We couldn't stop the run. Our big boys up front got blown off the ball every freaking play, it seemed. That's why we lost the game, folks. It wasn't because of Ferksker's stupid mistake, which we'll get to. It wasn't because LaShawn Sims picked up the ball at the one Paul Kaharski. It's because Carlos Hyde grinded us and grinded us and grinded us until he laid what ended up kind of being a knockout punch or a real, a real body shot because it, uh, it took the wind out of us after tying the game 14-14. He had the go-ahead score. Uh, you know, as we got to the middle of the fourth quarter there to go up 21-14 after we had tied the game. Carlos Hyde, got a hats off to the guy, but, but you know, where the hell was Jarrell Casey? Where the hell was Daquan Jones? Where the hell was Rashawn Evans? We couldn't stop the run. And, and that's what breaks my heart. That's what breaks my heart when our defense just can't get off the field in big situations, which they didn't, which they didn't. And you can talk all you want about how, oh, we held them with 24 points. 24 points isn't a ton. 
Whatever. Defense didn't make the plays when they needed to. We had two splash plays throughout the game with both interceptions. Uh, the first one really thwarted a, a drive that Houston looked like they were going to score on. So props to my boy Kenny Vaccaro. Uh, and, and props to, to Jeffrey Simmons and Jayon Brown for combining for that uh, tip drill pick at the goal line. Uh, another play that, that, that helped swing momentum and, and keep the game in check. But ultimately... Uh, what did us in uh, on Sunday was our defense and our inability to, to stop the run. Uh, Houston was able to just keep keep marching down the field, keep extending drives. And, and a lot of that was, was due to the way Carlos Hyde was running the ball. I'm not, I mean, you know, we, we obviously Houston had their way passing with us. That was, that was to be expected. We're so slow without Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson, our secondary. Tremaine Brock, awful. 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 LaShawn Sims and Ty Smith just got outmatched. Logan Ryan probably played his worst game of the season. So, yeah, we got torched. We got torched by Houston secondary. But for me, what really uh, made the difference was just the line of scrimmage. We couldn't rush the quarterback at all. Time for John Robinson to seriously stock up on actual pass-rushing young talent and not try to keep putting a Band-Aid there. I want to see Harold Landry start making some splash plays. I know he gets doubled a good amount, but I'm starting to think he's just going to be kind of like a, I don't know, might get to double-digit sacks one year, probably won't the next type guy. Definitely not a consistent high-level player. He's not making big plays in big games. He's a, Right now, he's just getting uh, spot sacks. We'll see if Harold Andrew becomes the guy that can change games the way we we're kind of expecting him to, but right now, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And without getting the quarterback, you're going to let Houston pass all over you, obviously. If you give Deshaun Watson time, he's going to shred anyone, let alone a secondary that, that that's uh, not 100%. And then uh, line of scrimmage, obviously just dominating the run game, as I was saying. We, we, I don't think we touched Carlos Hyde in the backfield once. Just a damn shame. I'm very frustrated. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm frustrated because we lost, but more so the way we lost. We got beat by a team that was more or less, you know, playing our game. They were the ones that, that were just able to bleed the clock late. They were, the, they were the ones that were able to just keep grinding out first downs. That should have been us. And when, and when a finesse team like Houston comes in, um, a team that, you know, that tends to struggle when they get punched in the mouth, we didn't take the opportunity to punch them in the mouth. It sucks. And now we're not in control of our own destiny. We're sitting at eight and six. We need a bunch of things to happen. You know, we we might still get in, uh, but uh, you know, we, we got to start winning the division here. If we're going to truly take that next step, like these wild cards, obviously you want to get in the playoffs any means necessary. But but come on, when when are we going to make the final statement that like, hey, we're here? The AFC is going to run through us. We're not there yet. I don't know when the hell we'll get there. We're not mentally there yet. So damn frustrated. 
So damn frustrating. To get a little bit more into the reasons things didn't work out. Obviously, you start with Ferkscrew's mistake. That's what you want to call it. Had the chance to go up 7-0 early in the game. Kind of a back and forth, ugly drives for both teams. But then we finally start marching down. And, you know, it's first and goal from about the five. Rather than just pound it forward with Henry, spread everyone out wide. Spread everyone out wide. And threw a slant to Ferksker in the slot. Obviously, Ferksker has been a reliable target for us. But I, I struggle. I struggle with the fact that we went to him in that situation when we got A.J., Corey, Janu Smith, and he can even ride Henry with with his with the run. Going going to your backup tight end there, it's just obviously like hindsight's twenty twenty. If it worked, we wouldn't be talking about it. But you guys know what happens. Ball hits Ferkser on the numbers. He gets his hands on it. DB makes a great play, jars it loose. Ball falls into Whitney Merciless's lap. Merciless returns it down to like the ten. Um, props to Smith for, for running that down and, and Houston take, you know, seven, takes a seven point lead pretty much on the next play, you know, 14 point swing right there, changed momentum of the game. And, and you kind of thought that, that you'd get the momentum back. And we did, you know, we ended up tying in the, in the second half, but there was always kind of a, a the, the, there was always kind of a sentiment that that play was going to, was going to impact the rest of the game. And it did that, that really sucked. Um, and and I, I don't I don't know why we would go with a guy who should really be our number four receiving option uh, at that time. And someone said, oh, the, that's usually the route for Adam Humphreys. That that would have been a Humphreys if not if he wasn't hurt. Well, if he's hurt, then that doesn't just mean it goes to Ferksker. Because what if Ferksker gets hurt? Is that Michael Pruitt's play? No, you got to make changes. You got to adapt. I think we got to keep going to AJ more in the red zone. He's shown he can do it. He's shown he can find space. And obviously, the guy just makes plays. He had a huge game. There's a guy who showed up. Huge game from A.J. Brown. Our offense played okay. Obviously, only scored 21 points, but left a lot on the field. Derek was limited. Um, Corey, once again, non-existent. Just, I don't, I don't understand what, what, why he's even on the team at this point. It, well, it's just a shame that, that we made such a big-time investment, number five overall pick. And I know a lot of people talk about, oh, well, it doesn't really matter that he was picked five. You know, he's the right pick at the time. No, it does matter. It does matter. We, we, we drafted a guy, number five overall, to really use him as a blocker. And I, 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 sh- I truly do think that Corey Davis can be in a 1,000-yard wide receiver in an offense that, that wants to get him the ball. I, I I think he could get 1,000 yards and AJ could get 1,000 yards in the same offense. We just don't want it to happen here. But he's just, he's not, he's not part of this offense. He's not part of this offense from a passing perspective. He's a great run blocker. It's just so frustrating. We have a guy who can definitely make plays and has had big performances in the past. Albeit not nearly as consistent as AJ's just proven to be. Obviously, AJ's wide receiver one. But, but I, I feel like we're missing a really nice opportunity here to have a very, very strong contributing wide receiver two, and we're not letting him. Wide receiver two is, is a great, great asset to have in this league. It's almost a mandate. But nah, 
Let's go to Anthony Ferksker. Let's go to Ferksker in the slot. Biggest game of the year. Shame. It's a damn shame. Obviously, I'm frustrated. Obviously, this, you know, the pain from this loss hasn't really subsided too much over the past couple of days. But it really just boils down to what I was saying earlier. I'm just frustrated with our lack, our lack of performance, our lack of, our lack of showing up for the big game, um, and our lack of effort. Our stars, especially, just didn't show up on the defensive side of the ball. Because I'll get, you know, Tannehill played a good game. AJ Brown, obviously, massive game. Derrick Henry did what he could. On the defensive side of the ball, where the hell was Kevin Byard? Where the hell was Jarrell Casey? Where the hell was Rashawn Evans? Where the hell was Logan Ryan? And in the run game, you know, you deserve this type of praise now. Where the hell was Daquan Jones? I'll tell you where they were. Jarrell and Daquan getting blown off the ball. Logan Ryan getting lost in coverage. Byron and Rashawn, not near where the ball was. Very, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Because, you know, it's... It's in these types of games where you expect those players to make those plays. They need to. It's what they're here to do. And when our best players aren't showing up for the biggest games, well, you're not going to win many of them. Not going to win many of them. More than anything, probably the biggest frustration is going to come from the kicking game. And the way Vrabel managed it, we all we it's been it's been the drama and the biggest fallout coming out of the game. Ryan Suckup gets a gets a first half field goal blocked, had the chance to make the game 14-3 going in a half. First field goal blocked, uh, it was low. Didn't didn't attempt another field goal the rest of the game. Um, and uh, Santoso was not always hitting his kickoffs into the end zone. What a waste. What a waste. You, you, you sign a guy to just boot the ball out of the damn end zone and he can't even do it. Do that not show up in practice in the, in the tryout? Like seriously, like, like you, you sign a guy solely to do that and he couldn't even do it with remote consistency. Awful and unacceptable. Terrible scouting. Terrible scouting. An F. F grade. Both guys are no longer on the roster. Santoso got cut. Cairo Santos, uh, excuse me. Oh my gosh, Cairo Santos. Santoso got cut. Um, Ryan Suckup is now on IR. We signed this kid, Joe uh, Joseph from from Carolina's practice squad. Kicked a little bit with Cleveland last year. Give him a nice three year deal. So we have a new kicker now. We'll see. We'll see how this carousel continues. But, but again, the kicking woes continue to bite us in the butt. Variable got way too confrontational when asked about it. He didn't want to talk about it. He's frustrated talking about it. But ultimately, it falls on Variable and it falls on J-Rob for trying out a guy in suck-up who just clearly, the injury had a long-term effect. He's not the same kicker he was. And a guy like Santosa who can't even hit the damn end zone. So these are mistakes. These are mistakes by the coaching. This is mistakes by the GM. Putting our team in position to fail on Sundays with, with the kicking game that is as unreliable as you can get. We are 8 for 18 on the year. Eight, we've made 8 field goals this year. There, there are guys who make 5 in a game. 
Very, very frustrating. And ultimately, those three points are something we needed late. We lost by three. Suck up, couldn't get the ball at the damn ground. Easiest block of Angelo Blackson, former Titans life. Guy got defensive, spe- guy got special teams player of the year in the AFC South because of that. Salt in the wound, baby. Salt in the damn wound. Former Titan doing that to us. And, you know, this is the situation we find ourselves in now. Classic Titans of the past few years. Need a lot of help now. Can't do the job ourselves. Can't do the job ourselves to just clinch a freaking playoff spot. To win the damn division for once. Can't do it ourselves. Need some help from other teams now. We got a root. We got a root for Tampa to beat Houston on Saturday. We got a root for the Steelers to lose. I don't know all the freaking situations. I'll be honest. I don't know them all. So I, I I hate having uh having to beg other teams and pray that other teams do do their jobs just because we can't do our own. We can't do our own. Got a big game against New Orleans Sunday. Apparently it doesn't matter that much. Last home game of the year. Ah, speaking of that, I'm not from Nashville. I'll probably never live in Nashville. I don't plan on ever living in Nashville. No disrespect. Chicago, Chicago born and raised, currently live in New York. Brooklyn, New York, Nashville, the North. Where the hell are the fans? Or can we just come to grips that this fan base isn't a good one overall? And that doesn't mean there aren't knowledgeable and passionate fans. You can have knowledge. Every fan base has knowledgeable and passionate fans about the respective team. But collectively as a whole, this is not a good fan base. Nashville is not a good football city. Biggest game of the year, you got Vrabel and and Derrick Henry imploring fans in press conferences and interviews prior, come out to the game, come out to the game. I'm watching on TV, and again, yes, it's easy for me to talk smack 900 miles away, but I'm watching on TV, and there's all red in the 200 section. There's no one there. There's no one there. You can talk about, all oh, the stadium was loud. Who cares? It wasn't packed. It wasn't sold out. It wasn't rocking. So shame on the fans. Just frustrated, man. That was the game where we really could have started changing the narrative for real. Could have really gotten the city into it. Could have really gotten the fans into it. And we lay a dud. Eight and six. No control of our own destiny. We'll see what freaking happens. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys soon.